0: Hello, Bets. It's really nice to be joined with you again today. Hello. How are you? I'm good, thank <laughs> you. What are you doing on this lovely afternoon? <laughs> yes,
1: indeed. And we're really pleased to be joined today by Michelle and Vicky. So Michelle's senior lecturer at Worcester Uni and partnership coordinator, and um, Vicky is an early years lead and also a student at um, Worcester University. And We've invited Michelle and Vicky along today to talk to us, really to explore the whole concept of professional identity in early years, I know Becky this is something that you feel quite passionate about, so before we bring Michelle and Vicky into the conversation, what what's sort of your view on professional identity in early years?
0: Oh it's such an interesting subject isn't it, we've chatted loads on this and we've talked with Vicky and Michelle lots on this as well, but I think the main thing is when we start to enter into the early years arena, a student. As, soon as you're in that early years arena and you become one of the practitioners, assistants, whatever your job role is, you have to view yourself as an early years professional. And that is absolutely key because however your job role is, you are still changing children's brains and we really, really need to look into that. You, you've got the power over the children that you work with, so whether you're, you decide to be nice, kind, However you decide to work with those children, it is absolutely crucial that you see yourself, whether you're qualified or not, you see yourself as an early years professional because you hold somebody's future in your hand. So you know from that i would like to sort of have a chat with M- M- michelle and obviously vicky around this and see what they think michelle would you like to come in there
2: yeah i think what you're saying is really interesting bets and um and i think it's interesting that you kind of talk about holding holding young lives in people's hands and it's such a tremendous responsibility for us to kind of um Take that forward and think about the implications that has for our own professional identity. And one of the things that I'm really interested in is, is about kind of, and obviously, you said, you know, that the influence that we have on creating. know children's brains and um, neuroscience is is really a really important part of of what we're we're teaching on the course but also it's about all those skills and attributes that can bring about the best possible outcomes for children and their families Um, and and I think that's something that we we really try to promote and um, you know every element every attribute that you bring to the profession is going to make a difference for children and their families and we have to celebrate that But also, that's a bit of a journey to acquire those skills. Um, And so that's something that we've been really focused on in our new foundation degree, actually looking at that. Um, And I know that, you know, Vix has been on the course. She's in her second year now. And um, having talked to her, um, she's she's kind of recognizing that for herself as well. So it might be interesting for her to make a comment at this point about that.
3: Yeah. Hi. Um. Yeah. It's really interesting how we view ourselves in the world of education and and developing children and families outcomes. You know, it's such an important role that we hold because we are apart from parents, the child's first educator. You know, often we are the first, child's first experience of going to a, a nursery, a child mind, or or a preschool, and you know, we need to be valued for what we do for those children, and I think. You know, part of the problem that we've had over the years is that our role has just not been recognised as mm. as important as it is in primary school. Say when children enter reception, mm. and you know, I think that's such a shame because we build up all those foundations and building blocks for them to progress on into a, into later life.
0: Mm. I
2: think it's been really interesting as well, and something that Vix and I have talked about as well is, you know, in the time of the pandemic and um, we've got an opportunity now as we're kind of coming out of lockdown for us to raise our profile because of some of the stuff that we'll be able to support children and their families as they return to a new normal mm-hmm. um, and i think if we're really honest you know it is brain related um, everybody's mental health has kind of taken a bit of a battering and you now we've had to work really hard to maintain our mental health and well-being but for for families and for children um, especially in the early years, that's been something that, you know, students have come back to us that have been out in the field of, you know, their kind of supporting families in, within that area of their um, kind of well-being. Apart from being very practical, you know, people have suffered um, through the pandemic and early years practitioners are stepping into that that gap as well to support families maybe who've lost their jobs the impact that has on your family um, and those are just some of the stories that we're hearing and without those people stepping up and doing mm. this this work alongside the work that they do which is around children's development which is a you know that's a whole another podcast <laughs> <laughs> um, you know we need to we need to kind of share those specialisms those kind of special skills that we're stepping up and um, taking responsibility for in the sector and, you know, as Vic said, we need to be valued for it. What do you think, Vic? Because you, you were telling me that's some of the things, some of the type of work you've been doing, isn't it? Yeah, I mean,
3: we've certainly seen a change over the last year in our role, you know. Um, we, we're dealing with families, like you said, out have lost jobs. You know, but more than that, it's been the isolation for them, for the parents. Mm, Yeah. With young children, you know, we've had a lot of new parents come whose children haven't been anywhere for a year. Mm. So the impact that that's had on their child when they're leaving them to to be in our setting has has been detrimental. So we're playing social worker, you know, we're mopping up tears because of stress or people just being really overwhelmed with being at home 24 hours a day with toddlers
1: yeah, that's um, hard isn't
3: it you know so I, that, that aspect of our role has really geared up not only that supporting the children in the setting who are missing mum and dad or on, on their care and not being able to cope so well with being left but it's just it's so hard to explain really yeah. how much our role has changed I this think, last year.
1: can I just ask you? I mean, I think I think that's a really, a really useful feedback, and I'm sure there are many, many people who that resonates with. But for you, obviously, you you're an earlier lead, but you're also doing the course and you're a student. Have you found that you, by being a part of this, you know, this sort of professional development that you're doing through your your course, has that given you a support network? Has that given you somewhere? Because obviously the job is changing, but you guys are just having to like roll with that. So I'm just thinking, does, does doing this, the course, does that give you um a venue to sort of an arena i suppose to to offload to share your experiences with other other people in similar situations and also to to look at what you can then do about like your your own development and your own skills
3: yeah absolutely i mean without the you know without the course we're working with people who in better situations and far worse situations than myself and Mm. you know dealing with different aspects so having somewhere to go and there's, there's tutors and Everybody at the university is so supportive. So if you've got a problem, you can go to them straight away. They can offer, you know, advice, they can point you in the right direction if you need to go and seek more support. Um, You know, not only that, just working with other peers that are in early years as well, who are having the same issues. Offload with them and go. But I think this is where our, our continued professional development is so important because we can't stay static. Yeah. You know, it's getting more training on mental health, getting more advice on mental health for these children and families, yeah. um, being able to know to go. Um, some of it has been tricky to access, you know, because of lockdown, referrals have been slower. Yeah. Um, but that can be frustrating in that role. So you're dealing with things that you know might have been dealt with quicker pre-lockdown than they are now so in some aspects it's better and in others it's it's a lot worse because you know you've got such a backlog now of people requiring support through family support workers social workers or you know housing whatever their need might be that it is a lot slower but so having the course and the tutors and but it gives you more understanding as well of what we need to be doing so we can move forward in these times especially which
1: yeah, is sorry i was just I was gonna say, michelle i think that sometimes you know what vicky's saying you think yeah absolutely what a brilliant sort of support network and and a place to further your learning but i think sometimes people are intimidated by sort of mm. the expense the funding is there any is there anything you can say about that
2: yeah, well, obviously, um, many of us who've been in the early years for a long time, we remember sort of like the times of the, you know, the Labour government, there was like big funding packages, there was back back staffing packages. And for a long time, I think when that ended, we were a bit lost because we become, become really reliant on it. But the, you know, the great news is, is that our foundation degree does enable you to work and you are able to make an application to Student Finance England um, because your work hours are counted in your learning hours because it's a foundation degree it's an on-the-job degree if that makes sense Mm, and so you are entitled to claim that money as a student loan Um, and so what we what we're going to do if it's really helpful to people is um, you know um, link to this podcast we're going to give you some information about some of the Student Finance England's approach so if you're worried about the money, don't let that be a, a door that's closed until we've fully explored an application with student finance, if that makes sense. That's really good, um, isn't it? That's really um, neat, isn't there it? Because is, our course would attract that sort of funding for people mm-hmm. to make an application for it. And I think that's something to be celebrated because it does mm-hmm. give people, you know, a possible route to being able to take that next big step. Um, you know, and I think that's really important.
3: Yeah. I, can I just say, Michelle, I mean, I you know, at the age I am, I'm, you know, a working mum of four, I work a lot of hours now. Um, And when I was considering this course, knowing that I had student finance was one of the biggest factors for me Mm. to do this course, not only so I could develop my own career, but I, I wouldn't have been able to afford it otherwise. And so... I want to reiterate what you say and just don't worry about, you know, being able to afford it. Look at every avenue because it is out there um, yeah, no. it, and it works really well. You know, and here I am coming to the end of my second year, looking to going into my third yes, and beyond, counting. hopefully. Yeah. Yes, another. Um, but having that backup of knowing that student finance was there for me was amazing because it, it is a lot of money, but you know, there is avenues there to be able to do
0: it that's really helpful isn't it that's and that's what we need and and we need we're not, we're not saying that everybody needs to go out and do you know qualifications all the time and do that but what we're saying is the opportunities are there if you're wanting to do that don't let that stop you you know and obviously there is there's always sort of um cpd around as well that you can tap into and there's networks that you can tap into as well so just start somewhere and always think of yourself as as an early years professional no matter Sort of what your qualification is and know that there's places to go. That's been so interesting, hasn't it? uh, That's been fantastic.
1: With the, you know, we'll have all the information
0: from Michelle. To we will we'll have, we'll pop all the links on. And and if anybody wanted to get in touch with you, Michelle, where's the best place for them to get in touch with you? Um,
2: yeah, you can look on the University of um, Worcester website, search early years foundation degree 0 to 8. Um, and the great thing is is that some people I know there's been a lot around recently on social media about some of the level three qualifications being re evaluated by the yeah. DFE, and I just to say that the, one of the things that we've um, built into our degree if you're coming to this totally new but you want to enter it as sort of a degree level at an undergraduate level we will make sure that you go on to what we call the professional pathway um, where you'll be able to um, get your level three qualification built into your degree which I think is a kind of really interesting and important opportunity for people
0: that may be looking for that at the moment where there's been a bit of uncertainty. That's a brilliant routine. that's really good and that's so flexible and that's what this foundation degree is, is all about. Yeah. It's flexibility, isn't it, and working with what what everybody does in their everyday yeah. life. So, yeah, that and is fantastic. And we do for
2: part-time. We've got lots of options where people can do it at a face-to-face college if they want. It can be done online. You know, there's loads of different options. So, you
1: oh, know, we that we're is brilliant. it as flexible
2: as we can.
0: Well, we will put those links on. And as ever, if you wanted to join me and Becky, um, head over to www.thrivingliffic.com language.co.uk. Um, obviously, you found our podcast, so thank you for listening. Um, you can head to our page and subscribe, and you can see all of the courses that we run and our new books that we've got out. And it's been lovely to be joined by all of you today. Thank you very much, yes, ladies. You. Bye. Bye.